I have to have great reviews. If we get a complaint, um, I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to find out what happened and how can we make it right because I want clean reputation and we have that. You're listening to Toolbox for the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hey Toolbox, before we get to today's episode, I want to share something really exciting with you. This July, Service Titan is having its annual summer fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For every $500 referral reward you get when you refer another contractor to Service Titan, we'll donate another $500 to St. Jude. Last year, we raised $25,000, and this year, we hope to raise $30,000. To submit a referral and help us support St. Jude, click the link in our show notes. Now, back to the show. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades, the show where we share the top tricks, tips, and tactics from service professionals worldwide. Today, I'm speaking with Lena Kurutz, the owner at Plumbing Troopers in Pompano Beach, Florida. Lena started the business with her husband and brother-in-law, but she took full ownership of the company in just a few short years. Since then, she's made significant investments tailored to the needs of her community, and her hard work is paying off. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Lena Kurutz, owner at Plumbing Troopers in Florida. Welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to chat with you today. You have a super interesting story. You actually started your own plumbing company because you were frustrated by neighboring plumbing companies that you felt weren't doing a good enough job for the residents of your community. Can't wait to talk about that. But before we do, I'm going to start this episode the way I do every single one, which is how did you get into the trades? Okay, so my background is in design and marketing. Um, I had spent 10 years working for advertising agencies, doing um, uh, branding for startup companies or for older companies that were just looking for a fresher look. And a lot of those were in the service industry. Um, And um, in 2013, my husband and I decided that I would stay home with our first son, given that my husband was uh, just starting his restoration business and he was incredibly busy. So after 18 months, I was going a little bit stir crazy and I wanted to go back into my industry, but I wanted a more flexible schedule. And around the same time, my husband had just met a master plumber who created a drain cleaning product made out of enzymes and he was making it in his garage. And like I said, he was retired and he was making it and he was not looking for uh, to start a new business or to work on this on full time. And he kind of had heard about me that I was looking for um, a side gig, something in marketing. And he thought that this was a great opportunity for me to, you know, either partner up with him or, 
he would sell me the recipe and I would just take it on my own. And I actually love the product. I tested it. I didn't know anything about plumbing, but when he explained how it works and how the drains get clogged and how this enzyme like breaks apart the things, I'm like, how is this not like a common knowledge? How come, you know, plumbing companies don't give you that when, when you have, uh, you know, grease stuck in your pipes. So I said, you know what? I actually think this is amazing. I want to buy the recipe and the connection to the to the lab, and I want to do this by myself. So he agreed. Um, I paid him, and this was now my my baby. And I, you know, I knew that I was gonna have to invest a little bit of time and money, but this gave me flexibility. I ended up, I mean, after a couple of months and jumping a million hoops. I actually got the, the product um, manufactured professionally and I got it into Fergan Plumbing Supply, which is a nationwide plumbing supply store. And I was selling to a couple of local companies, but my, my main bread and butter was out of state. I did not understand why companies in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina were buying from me but I couldn't get my local plumbing companies to buy from me. And, and they were rude. I would drive to these plumbing companies, you know, with my T-shirt and my sample and, and you know, talk to the plumbing owners, introduce myself, and, and I would explain the benefits. They were already knowledgeable, and they were like, no, we don't. Why would I want to provide a solution to, to the customers? I want those drain calls. And I'm like, this is not about a cure. This is it's just extending the 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 service the, the service warranty and you know it's you should provide proper solutions to your customers and i was giving examples how other plumbing companies were doing it and they were just not having it um so you know um my son started daycare and he was sick every week so i was a one-woman show uh the shipping cost was killing me the uh the logistics of it it was a lot it made sense if i was local if i was selling locally. Um, so, you know, after giving it good thought, I said, you know, I think we really need to like just shut this down and I need to go back to just getting a regular job. So sadly I had to, you know, sell my last batch. We had made our money back and everything was good, but I was definitely a little bit bitter. And I was talking to my husband and I went on this whole rant about how I wish I had my own plumbing company and we would be techy and we would have modern technology and have proper solutions and we would be completely different from what's around. And my husband thought that it was a brilliant idea. And my brother-in-law was looking for to start a new business. And my husband had a little bit more free time and he thought that we should partner up. And um, I actually gave him a million reasons why we shouldn't do that. And before I was done explaining my case, he was already online forming a corporation. And seven years later, here we are. <laughs> that story is just so cool. I love it so much. You went from manufacturing a plumbing product, which I think is just awesome and shows your entrepreneurial spirit. You tried to sell it to these local plumbers. They were like, we don't want any of this. And you're like... I can be a better plumber than you, uh, which I think is awesome. And I love how supportive your husband was. Also love that he's in the trades too, in the restoration side. 
So I just think that that beginning story is flat fascinating. And here Plumbing Troopers uh, is and stands today and you are the sole owner. So after a few years of running the business, I know that you felt like something was kind of off and you later discovered there was a bit of a can of worms. So can you tell us what happened and what you learned from this? So yeah, fast forward to four years later, um, from the outside, the business was looking fine. We had four or five plumbers. Uh, we had hired an office manager and an assistant. And at that time, my involvement with the business was strictly marketing. You know, we, I would go to trade shows. I would help with the brochures and the business cards and websites and social media management. But I did take a nine to five job in my industry. We never had enough money to put me on payroll. I had no customer service experience, so we needed somebody that, that could do that. And the office is 45 minutes away. So my husband was also very busy uh, and my brother-in-law was running the show. And he had recently started a construction company within our office. Um, and I, you know, I told my husband, you know, it's been four years. I, I, every time that I go to the office, the phone is ringing. The plumbers seem to be extremely busy. We have great reviews. I just, you know, I don't understand how, you know, we cannot do distribution and we keep reinvesting and not growing. Like we had, you know, we had a, a good growth spur and then just suddenly we've been at the same spot for the past year or two. So I wanted to go take a look. And, um, you know, I had my second son, so I had quit my job. And he was ready to go to daycare. And I said, okay, I'm, um, I've heard that the office manager was sick, calling out frequently, and the assistant had just quit. So she was by herself. So I'm like, this is my in. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go help her. And then I can take a good look at the operation and learn. She can train me and I can start working in the company, even if it's for free, just to find out what's going on. And the minute that I went in, I think this was like a, a Wednesday, I went in on a Wednesday, she didn't know I was gonna come in and I'm like, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm gonna start answering the phones so that you can recruit and, um, and hire an assistant and I'm gonna be more involved now, I'm gonna help you. And she freaked out. Um, I could just tell in her demeanor that she was really nervous. So that was red flag number one. Um, and by the end of the day, um, I had enough red flags going everywhere I knew definitely was something was off and um I told her I told you know I called my my brother-in-law and my husband and I said I'm like hi are you guys looking into this business I mean I had a million questions and they neither could answer obviously my husband was running his business and it was my brother-in-law's responsibility to run it and I guess he just got caught up in his own construction company to just neglect and he just let her do everything so we were definitely concerned and we knew that she had to go, but it was definitely not the right timing. She was by herself and I didn't know anything. I had no access to anything. Um, so I told her, um, like, let's set up interviews for Monday for an assistant. Luckily, we got one. And then that Friday, um, she knew that I was aware of everything by now. She was nervous. She was texting a lot. And that Friday, she just said, I quit. Suddenly, I was in charge of a whole business. I didn't know the plumbers. I didn't know how to do payroll. I didn't know where the safe was. I didn't know the procedures for anything. 
all I had done at that point was just answer phones and learn how we do home, uh, home advisor. And that's about it. I had a meltdown, a full-blown meltdown. I went into the office on the weekend to try to catch up and like try to figure stuff out. And then on Monday, the assistant came in and I'm like, oh, don't bother for an interview. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> um, You're hired. You know, we're going to run this show together. That is just such an incredible story. And I really want to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be so open, but uh, there's a friend of mine I have in the trade, who's also been this podcast, Susan Fru, who's mentioned this kind of stuff has happened to her before. And I think the only way owners can become knowledgeable of this kind of stuff is when they share their story. So I want to thank you for doing that. That takes a lot of courage. And I'm just in continually in awe by you, Lena, of just the way that you grew into Plumbing Troopers, like just from starting it and then to taking it over and buying out your husband and your brother-in-law. Um, thank you. So, just to kind of give a bit of a timeline, what, what year did Plumbing Troopers start? 2015. And what year did you take it over? 2019. Nice. Right. 2019, a very, very calm year, nothing big on the horizon, <laughs> nothing crazy coming. I got like six months to just get a grip on the business, get everything organized and bam, pandemic. <laughs> well, you've done a lot. You've done a lot in that the, that short amount of time and that pandemic time. I know that you've grown from five to 11 technicians. So can you tell me a little bit about how you made that happen? When I took over, I, I looked at our crew and I didn't feel like you represented what, when I gave that rant in 2016, it didn't represent what I had said about how the type of plumbers that we would have, you know, um, they didn't have uniforms, you know, there was a plumber that reeked of cigarettes. We were just disorganized. Uh, the office looked like a bomb went off. It was dirty. It was just not a good environment. So my step one was to create an environment where I, where the people wanted to be there and where the plumbers will feel welcome. I, like good quality plumbers will feel welcome and taken care of, you know, they're out there in the Florida heat. Um, hustling and I wanted them to come into a good environment. Uh, I guess it's because I'm not in plumbing. Of course, I, I cleaned out the office entirely. I, I, I invited two friends and one of the plumbers and my husband. I even brought my kids, ordered pizza in the weekend and we went on a 18 hour cleaning spree. I got new computers. I got, um, I got, I, I organized the, the desk. I got folders. I cleaned out the, the desktop on the computers. Um, when they came into work that Monday, everybody was shocked. And, and this was till this day, people tell me that our office looks like a, an accountant's office. Um, so that was one, um, adding health insurance, you know, Thank God, pre-pandemic, you know, we, we got health insurance, be proper benefits. I got clean uniforms. And I knew sometimes when I was in the office, some plumbers would call and they had questions. Obviously, I have no plumbing knowledge. I couldn't provide answers for them. So I knew that I needed to grab my best plumber and bring him into the office. And that was very expensive because he was also the best producing plumber. But I knew I was going to take a financial hit, but I knew that having him in the office was going to improve the team that was out there. And he was going to he was going to be a selling point to the good plumbers that can come in. So 
I started advertising saying, come to this plumbing company. We have a field manager, knowledgeable plumber um, that will help you when you're stuck. Um, and that, that has been a huge thing. Um, if you ever come, if you come to my office, you'll see Dean. Um, he, he was our second plumber that we hired. So he's been with us forever. And, um, he answers every question. If a plumber is stuck, he drives over there to help them out. Um, when they take pictures of the work that they've done, he inspects it. We have, um, we call it a wall of shame. <laughs> we have, we have, we have a wall of shame. So if he sees very poor quality work, he will go and teach the plumber. He will go out and, and they, he will make the plumber break everything apart and redo it. We explain to the customer, like, this is not to our, to our standards. And I think that type of support in the office and in the field has helped me attract the best talent. And of course, my plumbers are our best recruiters. They get a job and then they tell, you know, the, the, the plumbers that they know about this great place. I would say 90% of the plumbers that have come in through my office have been uh, employee referral. I had never actually thought about it that way, about having that, you know, master plumber inside the business who really knows everything and really sets the company up to a high standard. And I also love that when you see mm, we could have done that job better, your company is, is very quick to be like, you know what, we're sorry, um, sir or madam or missus, but uh, we want to do this job again because we know we can do better. And I absolutely love that. Now, I know you've since adopted speaking of hiring a slow to hire quick to fire mentality at plumbing troopers uh, opposed to that assistant from you know a couple years ago uh, how has that worked for you so far um so it sounds it sounds scary but you know it has to be done i feel like at least you know in in florida they just kind of hire every anybody anybody it could be a plumber you know everybody says that they're a plumber and um, we, we are very careful who we choose to work with. We understand that everyone has issues and that plumbing is difficult. But, you know, if you develop bad habits and this or, you know, everybody's great on paper the first three months. And then, you know, true colors come out. And if the plumbers start developing a bad habit, if they're not treating the staff right, if they're not treating the customers right, if they start getting bad reviews or we start getting complaints, they know they're in a... There's a ticking clock. You know, you got to fix your attitude or we're going to let you go quickly. Um, you know, and it's, it's a little bit of tough love. We have even provided psychological help <laughs> to our plumbers. It is easier to fix a plumber than to just keep having like a rotation. So we've had success with that. So we do, we, we do try. Um, but yeah, if you don't change your attitude, if you're not a team player, you're gonna be let go um that's you know i think we've had like 20 plumbers come in in the past two years but we've had to let go um due to poor workmanship um or bad attitude yeah i love that you also offer help to the plumbers i'm assuming when you said psychological help that's really more of the attitude element right that's more of the how do you show i, I paid for psychology treatment <laughs> Really? <laughs> just to get your mind right you know i give an opportunity i, I have a guy he's a great great you know technical skills great personality but you know he has issues they come out you know and then you know i offer the help he took it and it's been great that's awesome i don't think anybody has ever done that i mean i 
I know that I wish if I had that, if I had any any issues with that and, and I got the help that you need, especially in the plumbing industry. Like nobody talks about that. Nobody, there's any, it's, it happens a lot. There's, and like I said, it it's very, it's really hard to find good quality plumbers. So if, if I've got a good one, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll work with you if you're willing to work with me. I absolutely love that. One, I personally am a big mental health advocate. So as a person, not just as the host of this podcast, I love that. And you are too. I can definitely tell. Yeah. Um, we had a guest a while back, Stacy Four from HVAC Solutions LLC. She hired a therapist to work on staff, but between you and her, only companies I've ever heard to think about that, um, who've talked about that in some ways, like Chris Hunter has, where he was like, you know, we teach our our employees how to take care of their whole life, not just in business. But I really think it's so beneficial when you talk about the whole thing that makes a person, not just, you know, their KPIs. So I applaud you for doing that. Oh, yeah, we, you know, I sit down with the plumbers and we talk, you know, I say, you know, off the record, I can't tell you what to do. But if you want the help, I'm like, I'm here to help. Um, We have a very supportive system with each other. so yeah, it's a little bit of tough luck, but I think that our the plumbers that we have, they'll they'll do anything to stay with us. That's awesome. And to any plumbers listening out there, holy cow, uh, talk about a boss who cares. <laughs> really, Lena, that is that's <laughs> awesome. So I know that uh, you've personally ingrained the importance of reviews to every one of your plumbers. Reputation is huge in Florida. So why don't you tell me how you do that and how it's paid off? So I think of it like the way I hire. Um, service for my house. I, you know, we are review based. Our generation is review, review based. We are homeowners now. And I know that if somebody is looking for a plumber, the first thing that they're going to do is read the reviews. So it was a deal breaker for me. I, I have to have great reviews. If we get a complaint, um, I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to find out what happened and how can we make it right? Because I want clean reputation. And we have that. Thankfully, our plumbers have done an amazing job. Um, we have service titans, so they don't get a choice. The The review link, it's automated. And I tell them, I'm like, you know, it's going to go out. Whether you like it or not, it's going to go out. We're going to hear what's going to happen. Um, so we get the reviews organically. You know, they the customers, I always tell them, I tell your customers to leave a review to ask for you. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's been a, uh, a, a priority of ours since day one. That's awesome. And you have a pretty good rating right now, right? Yes. Even in 2020, we're not even, we did not have paid advertising on, uh, Angie's list and we got 2020 service award, the, the service award. That's incredible. Even though we didn't pay, they sent us the certificate because so many, we had a profile, but that was not paid and people left us so many good reviews that they they sent us the, the award even though we were not listening with them i can imagine you just like sitting in a like on a really comfortable chair just exhausted from 2020 and then like congratulations you have an angie angie uh an angie's award brutal. yeah it was brutal yeah yeah that was i i can't imagine um oh 
So I know that marketing is really where you originally thought your career was going to go. Marketing, social media, and obviously you've brought those talents to Plumbing Troopers. I honestly love the name Plumbing Troopers, FYI. I don't think I mentioned that to you the first time I spoke with you. But I would love to know how you market to customers. You know, you mentioned that you, as a homeowner yourself right now, you kind of know what customers want. So how do you translate that into your marketing materials right now? I, I have this argument all the time uh, that businesses, I mean, <laughs> I might sound a little bit crazy, but I really do feel like businesses are like packaged goods. You know, think of tomato sauce. Tomato sauce is all like, it, it really, you don't, you don't taste it. You're just looking at something and you're going for what package you like, right? I really feel like businesses is the same thing. I think having excellent um, marketing and branding really sells you. And I honestly, I know we're a good business regardless, but I really do feel like our the name, the branding, the social media, the friendliness, it, it, it gives us business. Um, so of course we went into great detail of when we were creating the name, when we were creating the logo, when we were wrapping the trucks, what would be, what would catch attention. I, I feel like having that, it's, it's, it's a huge advantage. And luckily for me, I, it's free for me to try it. I do it myself. So I test different things and what sticks is what we keep. <laughs> well, what marketing channels are working best for you right now? So we were huge on Home Advisor in the beginning, and it was tricky, you know, it, it's a little, it's a, it's, it's tough when you have just all your eggs in one basket, it, it, it was, it was tough, but we have diversified a lot in the past year, and you know, we are on everything possible, everything possible, we have, um, uh, Angie's list where we're spending on Google, we're spending on social media, the better business bureau. Um, we get Home Depot leads. We get businesses from other businesses. Um, we also, on um, I, we have a couple of old school, like booklets that go out that interestingly enough work. I don't know how, cause I used to say that that was old school and nobody did that, but they do work. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we, where we are and that's where we get our leads from. That's awesome. I bet you, those, I bet you those booklets work. I bet you those booklets work because Florida has a very specific demographic and you know, I had, oh yeah, I had, um, yeah. oh, oh my goodness. Crystal, uh, Crystal Williams from Lemon Seed Marketing. She said to me once, she's like, you know, the phone book works for us because that's, that's the town that we're in. And I think you know, I've heard yeah. this over and over again on this podcast is there is never going to be a secret sauce that works for every single company because it's yeah. so yeah. dependent on who your customers are, what your demographic is, where in the country you're located. So I love that you're out there and you're testing and you're figuring out what's working best for plumbing troopers. Yeah. yeah so I, I actually had a little bit. So I have a little bit of SEO knowledge and, and how to see the, the Google Analytics. So I went into our our website and I saw I, I clicked to see where our where people were coming from to our website. And I just went to all those websites and reached out and put a little bit of money on each to see what was working. And some of those were those books that I didn't have an advertisement, just our name was there, but we weren't paying for it. So I'm like, Hey, let me bump it up. Let me create a profile, see how that turns out. So that was, that was good information that most plumbing companies probably wouldn't have. 
No, definitely. SEO, it, it, it makes a difference. Um, so I know that you're investing a lot back into the business right now by adopting technology and tools that help you succeed. So tell me about one of the most recent investments that you made. Two of the biggest investments we made the past year, one being service tie-in. Um, you know, I had gone, I had tried to do that when we were smaller, but it just, it didn't make sense at the time. So we did service time, which is full round. You could do email marketing, you can do, get the reviews and all that. And then I noticed that we get a lot of cast iron replacements here in Florida. I'm not sure if you know, but prior to 1974, all homes were mostly built with cast iron. And for some reason in Florida, that was supposed to last 70 to 100 years, but in Florida, it's not working. They're, it's actually rotting. Most of them are failing. Um, so we get a ton of uh, whole home repipes and, you know, collapsed drain lines. Um, and we were spending a ton of money uh, getting this massive truck to help excavate, vacuum out the dirt. So I said, you know, I'm like, we're spending, I think I, at some point we were spending like fifteen to $20,000 a month just renting this machine. And I said, we need to buy our own. <laughs> we need, I think we should just buy our own. Um, there was only one company that had this truck. So I started doing my homework, researching, researching what was the best machine possible. And uh, we invested a lot in this, this machine. Um, to lower our costs and we can pass those cost savings to our customers. You know, we're not paying a lot of money for it. Like it's ours now. So we are uh, one of very few companies that have their in-home um, back truck. That's awesome. And also talk about knowing your niche, right? I wonder if the cast iron, I wonder if they don't work because of humidity in Florida, maybe, or just all the crazy weather, like the hurricanes. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't know, but a lot of the homes and, you know, we've had a lot of people with the influx of the pandemic, a lot of people move down here and they buy homes, not older homes, not knowing that the, the pipes are rotted. If they don't do a proper inspection, they won't see it. They'll just find, they'll buy the house and then they'll find out they got to pay $30,000 to replace those pipes. Um, so uh, we get a lot of people who have done the inspection. They're about to buy the house, but they want them replaced before they do that purchase. So we get that scenario all the time and so we go out we have our cameras we have uh we invested in the best plumbing cameras uh possible out there and we do the camera inspections verify that everything's you know not working properly we send the videos to the insurance companies and work that out so i have to ask you know you came into this business not really knowing anything about plumbing how are you now in terms of like like could you like could you do some basic plumbing jobs at this point are you still absolutely not. <laughs> no it's a joke in my office they know i i can't no no i can't my husband is a wannabe plumber and you know he got his leak detection certification He's very hands-on. I can't. I, I, I know some terminology, but that's as far as it goes. Um, I have. That's why I have Dean. I focus on the business, marketing, taking care of everybody. I think I heard somebody, one of your podcasts, uh, what is it, the green manager? The What is it? It was like a, the, the a position where that person makes everybody happy. The dream manager from Richard and Felicia, yeah. I think I fulfilled that role in my office. I'm the one planning the barbecues 
and uh, the the employee activities and all that. But I'm definitely not plumber. I'm, you're not gonna see me in a truck. Any, I wish. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> but I, I do want my kids to, because of this experience, I do want my kids to be hands on, like his father, like their father, and. And, um, you know, I told them, like, baby, you guys should go work at Troopers when you guys are, you know, of age and do an internship and get hands on. And I see some of these young plumbers making really good money um, and being very hands on, pay for college if they want to. If they ever want to take that route, that's a great way to do it. I mean, we don't have enough plumbers. There's a lack of plumbers. Um, I wish we had more female plumbers. I wish we did too. I've always said, I'm like, I wish I could hire a female plumber. Well, put it out there in the universe. And maybe there's a female plumber in Florida who's listening to this and is like, Lena sounds pretty cool. Maybe I'll go work for her. <laughs> yeah, come by. Um, all right. I have a couple of final <laughs> questions for you. One, if you could give yourself one piece of career advice, if you go back in time and give yourself one piece of career advice, what would it be? Don't ever take your eyes off the business. 100%. You need to always be involved just because you hire a rock star manager, a rock star office person doesn't mean that you get to just approve the payroll, approve the payments, sign off on everything without really digging through and, and, and looking into your business. Um, that, that number one. And number two, um, I would listen to, I got into listening to um, audiobooks recently about you know in business in the service industry my commute to um, my office is 45 minutes so i'll i'll listen to some stuff get ideas i wish i had that i wish i had done that sooner that's it that's awesome what book are you are you listening to right now or what's a recent book you listened to that you really enjoyed oh i don't remember the name but it's by simon Sinek. simon Sinek. yes start with the why maybe that's his ted talk I don't, I don't remember the name, but I, I'm listening to it. A friend of mine recommended it. She she manages 15 technicians in restoration, and I was having a chat with her, and she got me into it. She's like, "You gotta hear this podcast," and you know, I actually listened to uh, Tools of the Trace for a, a long time ago. Like, I signed up and I listened to a couple of them too. Oh, thanks! I'm glad. That's why I do it. That's why I do it. Um, all right, so final question. If you had to choose a song to be the soundtrack of your life, what would it be? So I I would say Under Pressure by Queen. That's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful answer to that question. Lena, I had such a fun time chatting with you. Thank you so much for being a guest on Toolbox for the Trades. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Toolbox for the Trades. If you enjoyed this episode or past episodes, I would love it if you left a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps the show grow and get discovered by more listeners like you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Are you looking to build a top-tier service company? Service Titan's Contractor Playbook is a handy guide to help you get where you want to go. Authored by the industry's greatest minds, this free all-in-one playbook will help you set your company up for success. Learn how to provide excellent customer service, establish your company's culture, market to new and existing customers, and more. 
Just go to servicetitan.com slash gitplaybook to access the free digital guide. That's servicetitan.com slash gitplaybook.